Italian Wine Podcast. Chin Chin with Italian Wine People. everybody. Italian Wine Podcast celebrates its fourth anniversary this year, and we all love the great content they put out every day. Chin Chin with Italian Wine People has become a big part of our day, and the team in Verona needs to feel our love. Producing the show is not easy, folks. Hurting all those hosts, getting the interviews, dropping the clubhouse recordings, not to mention editing all the material. Let's give them a tangible fan hug with a contribution to all their costs. Head to ItalianWinePodcast.com and click donate to show your love. Hello, this is the Italian Wine Podcast. My name is Monty Warden. My guest today is Anna Alessandro, who is a co-owner of the family-owned winery called Alessandro di Campo Reale. Uh, so I'm going to ask, Anna, can you tell us a little bit about your family history? Yes, this is a family company. Alessandro di Campo Reale is a family company. We are grape growers for, for generations. My great-grandfather was a grain, grain grower. My grandfather, and then at the end of the 90s, my father and my two uncles, they uh, had the dream to have their own uh, cellar. So we started to build a cellar, and now the company is run by myself and my two cousins, both named Benedetto, because Benedetto was my grandfather's name. Uh, one is the winemaker and the other one is the marketing manager. Okay, so what was what was your father's name and what was your paternal grandfather's name, just so we're clear? Well, my father's name is Rosolino and my uncle's name is uh, Antonino and Natale. And there is a repetition in name because my grandfather was Benedetto, such as my cousins, and my great-grandfather was Antonino, such as my uh, uncle. Perfect, okay. So your family started in the early 1900s. Yes. Okay, and how did that actually start? Was it just wine then, or were you were there other were there other crops like animals, sheep, cheese? Uh, no, uh, the main the main culture was the viticulture and also some uh, you know grain, uh, wheat, uh, and also some fruit trees. But the main business was uh, the, the the grape growing. Uh, but in the past, uh, uh, we used to sell the, our grapes to other companies. And when my grandfather passed away at the end of the 80s, uh, as I told you, uh, the three brothers, they had a dream to produce wine with uh, their own grapes. But they um, started to make a very important process of renewing of the farm because, you know, in Sicily in the past, the production was focused more on quantity uh, than on quality. So little by little, they start to make the extirpation of the old vineyard um, and they start to plant new one with a different training system. Now we only have the Espalier training system with a sparred cordon for the red varieties and the Guyot for the white grapes. They introduced um, new international varieties such as the Syrah, we choose for the production our first wine, and also uh, Sauvignon Blanc. 
um, side by side to the indigenous wine like uh, Cataratto, Grillo and uh, Nero Dabla. Uh, we finished to build the cellar in 1999 and we started in 2000 with our first vintage. Uh, so a great grower for four generations, but we are pretty young winemakers since uh, 2000. Okay, so tell us about the actual uh, terroir that you're, you're in. You're in Campo Reale. Yes. Which is in the Palermo province. And you're in the Belice Valley. What is, what is, valley. What is the valley then? Is it, um, is it rocky? Is it uh, sandy? Well, we are, uh, first of all, let me say an important thing about this, uh, this area where we are because, um, yes, Campo Reale is in the Palermo district, but we are very close to the Trapani and uh, Agrigento districts. And uh, one of the main features of our territory is that we are equidistant from the sea on three sides, north uh, Palermo direction, south Shaka in the Agrigento area, and west Trapani. So we have a very good wind exposure. But at the same time, we are surrounded by, because we are on a hilly area, uh, we are on the hills on a medium altitude of five, 450 meters above sea level, but we are surrounded by higher hills that defend us from the humidity and from the uh, cold that comes from the sea. So we have a very good microclimate with a constant wind exposure. Uh, with uh, temperatures not so high like on the coast and with a very uh, good range of temperature between night and day, which is very important uh, for two reasons. First of all, because it helps the fixing of the aromatic features of the grapes and it also gives uh, acidity to the grapes, which means uh, uh, acidity, freshness, elegance and also a um, uh, long life perspective for the wines. I mean, how long has wine growing been, been in, in your area? Is it a recent thing or is it does it go back to prehistory? Grape growing is one of the oldest activity in this area. When I was a child, uh, everything was, we were surrounded by grapes side by side with uh, uh, olive trees and some other culture. This is a very uh, vocated area for viticulture and we are uh, within three different DOC appellation. The DOC Sicily, the biggest one in the island, the DOC Morreale and the DOC Alcamo. We currently have uh, the world production as a DOC Sicily but we are starting to produce some DOC Monreale wine starting from the 2019 vintage. Okay, so Monreale, what, what does that name derive from? Well, Monreale comes from, yes, Monreale comes from the, the small city of uh, Monreale, which is uh, located very close to Palermo, 
and which is very famous for the amazing Norman Dome. And, um, you know, uh, the Church of Morale was one of the richest one in, uh, in Italy in the past. So the property of the, the Church of Morale was very, very big. So the UC Morale area is, uh, pretty, uh, is uh, pretty wide. Is a an amazing territory featured by this uh, hilly landscape, very very vocated with uh, for viticulture, and uh, uh, we choose the name Monreale, but without the vow, so M N R L, for our crew of Syrah. Uh, we started to produce on 2016. Yeah, Monreale means like. Um... The uh, Campus Regales, no, the, the field worthy of a king. Yes, yes, it's uh, like Monte Reale, yes, it's like Campo Reale, yes. Tell us about the, um, is, the is it important to talk about the, the Baglio? What is the Baglio? The Baglio was the old court we have uh, in our small town of Campreale, because, you know, Campreale was founded by the Greek around the 6th century before Christ, and then during the Arabic domination, it became an important rural village. Then we have the Jesuiti, and uh, there was a, a very rich colony of Jesuiti who built uh, uh, this uh, amazing bayo with uh, two different courts. And uh, as a coincidence, is where my family, uh, my father, and also one of my two uncles live. We live in the bayo of Camperal. So let's talk about the, um, the wines. Uh, let's start with the whites. So you make a cataratto and it's called Benedè. Is that, did I say that right? Yes, uh, Benedè Cataratto is the first white wine we produced back in 2005, but is not the, the, the is not the one and only Cataratto wine. Benedè stands for Benedetto. Benedetto means blessed and was my uh, grandfather's name and also my cousin's name. So it's a tribute to, to the family. And uh, Bene de Cataratto is a blend of grapes from three different vineyards of Cataratto with different age, altitude and exposition to the sun. And uh, is the white wine we produce in more in um, larger quantity. is very fresh with a deep Mediterranean impact with, you know, some citrus and fruity notes some spicy, some white flower smell, uh, with a very good acidity and with a bit of minerality. Cataratto is probably one of the most representative grape of this area, but until 25 years ago was almost completely unknown out of Sicily because in the past was uh, only used to produce bulk wines or for the uh, production of Marsala uh, wine, you know, the fortified wine made with Cataratto, uh, Grillo, producing in the Marsala, in the, the Marsala city. And then we finally understood the big potential of this grape, a grape which has three different biotypes because we have Cataratto Comune, common, the most cultivated all over the island, which is also the more 
uh, the mm, more uh, resistant. Then we have lucido, shiny, and uh, extra lucido, which is the less cultivated because it's uh, very delicate. And uh, in the last uh, 10 years, we focused a lot on this grape, on Cataratto. So on 2015, we started with the production of a crew from the oldest and highest vineyard of Cataratto, uh, which is an extra lucido, an extra shiny Cataratto vineyard. And the wine is named uh, Vigna di Mandranova, Cataratto Vigna di Mandranova. And on 2016, we also choose this grape for the production of our first uh, sparkling wine, a Metodo Classico. We, we release uh, after uh, 36 months uh, of aging surly and uh, about six months of bottle aging after the, the gorgement. <laughs> Hey guys, this is a brief intermission to give a shout out to our new sponsor, Ferro Wine, the largest wine store in Italy since 1920. We are delighted to have them on board and thank them for their generous support and our new t-shirts. Find out more on italianwinepodcast.com. Now back to the show. It was interesting when you were talking about the Cataratto beforehand where you said you had it um, that particular grape variety in um, family grape varieties. A different altitude so that i assume allows you a lot of flexibility in terms of how rich you want the wine to be or acidity uh etc yes yes for sure we as we as we are on uh on the hills uh, and we have uh, vineyards on located on different altitude there is a, a great flexibility of results from one vineyard to the other and uh, in a uh, wider perspective probably this is one of the most fascinating things of winemaking in sicily because when we talk of um, a, a sicilian wine for example a sicilian wine made from um, an indigenous grape such a cataratto or a grillo, we always have to consider the the area, the the the, the territory where this wine uh, come from, because uh, Sicily is a, a very big region, but in winemaking we consider as a continent because uh, you know we have. Uh, hundreds of kilometers of coast we have hills we have uh, mountains we have uh, we have a volcano we have the the mount etna so there are so many uh, different features from um, micro territory to the other one the wines of sicily are are like a, a mosaic a kaleidoscopic because uh, there are so many different features from one place to another another okay let's um talk about is it it's a nero davola is it called woman is that correct nero davola is uh well nero davola means black from abola and the name of our nero davola is donnata but it's not donna like woman is donnata you know in sicily we used to call don the important guy in the family like uh, the, the important guy in the community also like the priest 
or the Padrino, let's talk about Don Vito Corleone, which is probably the most famous Don all over the world. Uh, and uh, Natà stands for Natale. Natale is uh, Christmas and is my, my uncle's name. And my uncle Natale is the, the manager, the, the field manager. So uh, all our employees in the field, both for joke, but also for respect, uh, they used to call him Don Nata, and we choose this funny nickname for our Nero Dabola. Perfect. And what would you drink that with? If you were having a meal or something, what would you... What would you match that with? The Nero Dabola? Well, Nero Dabola is perfect to be paired with um, some meat dish, for example, for a barbecue. But our Nero Dabola is very fresh with a very good uh, acidity, some spicy. It's not featured by the overmature fluid, almost jammy, which is you know, this feature are common to be found in many Nero Davola. So a very, very interesting pairing for Donata Nero Davola is a, a tuna fish, grilled tuna fish. I love it very much. Really? Would, I mean, would that be freshly cooked or would it be um, cold? Probably with both. Alrighty. So next question. You make a grillo? Tell us about the Grillo. We consider Grillo as the, the, the son of uh, Catarratto because for many years, Grillo was considered was considered like old indigenous Sicilian grape, but now it's finally demonstrated that Grillo is a, a crossing, a, an hybridation between Catarratto and uh, Muscat or Zibibbo. Um, and it was created for giving more aromaticity to the Marsala uh, to the Marsala wine. Grillo is um, usually featured by a deep tropical impact, but here uh, in Camporeale, at the altitude we are and with the kind of soil we, we have, we are able to obtain a very, very fresh and elegant Grillo with some white flowers smell that in some way can remind the Sauvignon Blanc and with a very good minerality at the, at the taste. Uh, so it's very elegant, very fresh and is the perfect companion, in my opinion, for a pasta with uh, sea urchins, which is one of my favorite dish. Really? Excellent. Okay. What's the next wine we can talk about? You make a wine called, I don't know if I've got this right, is MLRL. Yes, it's the Morreale. It's the crew of uh, Syrah. Uh, we started to produce uh, uh, on 2006. We started our adventure in winemaking with uh, Syrah grape, which is the most planted international variety uh, in Sicily and especially in the Monreale area. And Syrah found here a very good condition for its grown and gives a very excellent results. The first uh, um, Syrah wine we produced was uh, Caid, which is uh, still probably the, the, the flagship wine of our company. But starting from 2015, we uh, focused on 
single vineyards wine because uh, we um, deeply we were deeply convinced of the uh, importance of the of the vineyard the single uh, vineyard the, the the grape came from so we started this work with the cataratto vigna di mandranova and on 2016 we uh, started to make the separate bottling of wine obtained by the oldest syrah vineyard planted about uh, uh, 30 years ago and we have this uh, limited production because uh, uh, they are only 4,400 bottles per year, so very uh, small production of this wine, which uh, um, ages for 15 months in French oak uh, tonneau and uh, another year in bottle, at least one year in bottle before uh, the releasing, which is very rich and uh, complex with uh, spicy notes with uh, red black fruits like uh, cherries and also plums and uh, also a very rich and intense combination of cloves liquorice uh, uh, tobacco and chocolate and uh, we are still releasing the first vintage i am very curious to uh, know the evolution of this wine to know how it will be in the in the next uh, 10 12 years but we are very uh, we, we we deeply trust in this wine we we believe it can have a, a very good evolution in bottle Tell us about the uh, one of the dishes that you recommend on your website for the Syrah or for the Syrah wines is uh, it's called a falso magro. What's that? Falso magro. Well, uh, falso magro is um, the Italian name, which means false thin. Uh, in Sicilian dialect, we used to call brucellone, and uh, is a um, is a, a very big meat roll fill it with uh, cheese, with breadcrumbs, with ham, with uh, boiled eggs. Then the recipe can change from a family to, uh, to another. This is another very funny thing in Sicily. Uh, everything changes from a place to another, from a family to another. And we used to uh, cook for um, a couple of hours into the tomato sauce. So it's a very rich dish. We used to prepare for the, traditionally we used to prepare for the uh, Christmas Eve dinner. Okay, just to go, just to switch back to a white wine, you make a Sauvignon called uh, Caid, and that's about 330 meters above sea level on clay and sandy soil. How does, is that a very pungent Sauvignon or is it a very kind of, uh, a, a kind of a, a less aggressively aromatic style of Sauvignon? Is a Sauvignon more, in my opinion, more French style than uh, North Italy. So is a very elegant and not very, not very aggressive. We bet on uh, Sauvignon Blanc 
Comic-Con uh, 2004, we decided to plant this, uh, uh, this grape in the, the most uh, sandy part of the, of the estate with an uh, exposition to north-northwest. And we are very surprised of, of the result because uh, it's a very, very varietal. Yes, it has some Mediterranean feature, but uh, it doesn't seem a Sicilian wine, but um, Nordic, a, a French uh, Sauvignon. Very, very recognizable and very, very varietal. And what would you eat that with? What Sicilian dish would you have it with, like an antipasto or a, a main course? With a, with a um, Sauvignon Blanc. Uh, well, one very good pairing for um, the Sauvignon Blanc, uh, it can be some pasta with finocchi and sarde, with fennel and um, uh, sarde are... Um, fish because the aromaticity of the of the fennel pairs very very well with the with the green aromas of uh, Sauvignon Blanc is a, a pairing I love very much. You make a late, a late harvest wine as well? We we have um, a late harvest of Syrah you know we used to harvest normally Syrah on around September 15th. For the production of this wine, we used to leave the grapes on the vine for 30 days more, but we make a very special process because we used to pinch the stem, the link, the grape to the vine with, you know, electrician pinches just to crush without cutting it. So we stop the lymphatic circle and the, the grapes start to dry very slowly, but they remain exposed to the, to the, 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 the range of temperature between night and day, uh, to the wind, to the sun during the morning. So we have a, a very a full concentration of aromas. And when we, um, when we finally pick uh, the, the grapes in the second half of September, sometimes also in October, uh, they are almost completely dry. They look like raisins, you know? So they are very rich in sugar. And when the, the fermentation, the alcoholic fermentation uh, starts to uh, preserve uh, some residual sugar, we used to stop the fermentation with cold temperature after about seven uh, days. So we have a balancing between alcohol content and uh, sugar, the residual sugar. And then we make a very, very quick aging in, the, um, in barrel and a few months of aging in bottle. And what we have is a wine with a beautiful, deep ruby red color, very uh, rich and concentrated, uh, with um, uh, great intensity on the nose. And, but the most surprising feature is probably the, the taste because it's uh, sweet, but it's not too much sweet, it's not jammy. It has a very good acidity which balances the sweetness, so it's uh, very fresh uh, and uh, is a perfect 
um, companion for uh, typical uh, Sicilian desserts like um, uh, cannoli or cassata, which are both with ricotta cream. Uh, but I love very much with some good cheese, like uh, uh, aged pecorino cheese, but also with goat cheese. Goat cheese, nice. Okay. Okay, final wine. You make a traditional method, sparkling wine, metodo classico. From this is from um, well, which which grapes is is that made from? Uh, our metodo classico is made from cataratto extra lucido uh, grapes uh, from the same vineyard of cataratto vigna di mandranova. This vineyard, which is the oldest, uh, was planted in 1989, and also the highest one, is uh, divided into uh, two different parts. The one uh, on the top of the hills, of the hill in which we have a faster uh, maturation, and the other one on the on the bottom, when the the grapes uh, um, ripes more slowly, so we have more uh, acidity and less sugar content. So we use the part from the upper side for the Cataratto Vigna di Mandranova, and the, the, the grapes from the uh, bottom part from the from the Metodo Classico. We make uh, aging surly for three years, 36 months. And uh, after the, the regiment, we, we make the aging for about six months before the releasing. And uh, is, a, is a limited production, also about 4,000 bottles per year. Uh, we currently are working with the, the second vintage, the 2017. And, uh, it was uh, it has a, a very good success. It's a wine we released uh, during the, the 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 pandemic period and was uh, the first sparkling wine for our company. So we were very thrilled. Uh, we uh, have many doubts about the, this wine, but. Uh, everybody loved this wine. Uh, is uh, very is very complex uh, with a uh, uh, nose uh, with uh, spicy uh, notes of um, uh, saffron, nutmeg, some white pepper. Then yes, we have the bread, the pastry, the bread crumbs notes due to the uh, the, the aging surly uh, with a very uh, persistent and subtle perlage, perfect to pair with many dishes of uh, uh, you know, crostacei like uh, shrimp or um, lobster, very good for this kind of dishes. A nice, uh, nice way. That's a very nice way to end with a sparkling wine and the taste in your in your brain. Anyway, of some lovely food. Just want to say thanks very much, Anna, Alessandro, um, from Alessandro di Camporeale. Um, thanks for going into such detail about the terroirs that you you have and the great varieties you have and the, and the wines that you make. Also, the food um, suggestions you've uh, given us as well have been pretty spectacular. If I could get on a plane and go to Sicily right now, I would. I'll wait for you. Yeah, thank you so much. Thanks, Monty. It was a pleasure to be here with you. Yeah, me too. Thank you so much. Brilliant. Really nice interview. 
Listen to the Italian Wine Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. We're on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Himalaya FM, and more. Don't forget to subscribe and rate the show. If you enjoy listening, please consider donating through italianwinepodcast.com. Any amount helps cover equipment, production, and publication costs. Until next time, cin cin.